Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to Deckheads, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to Deckheads with your hosts, Nick and Anna. Broadcasting from the bottom of the boat, below, below deck. Ooh, I'm horny. All yacht talk all the time. I'm having a party. We're shoveling coal to keep this show afloat. I love cocaine. We're off the map in international waters. I need some drama, me. Hide that cocaine. Never. In my nose. Just so you know, I'm in an open relationship. Below deck. Woo! Below me. What? Deckhead. Hi, Nick. Hi, Anna. How are you? Great. Great. Now, who's this? who's this little voice you're doing? Oh, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm one of uh, the queen of her size, 18 year old kids all grown up. Oh, God, my nightmare. <laughs> I've heard that before. Uh, I am in prison. Uh, why'd you go to prison? Well, apparently you can't do everything you want. I uh, I'm in prison uh, stemming from the Capitol riots oh, from 2021, January 6th. Yeah. Oh, of course. That is actually, I do want to look up if they were at the Capitol riots. because I, I was assuming the president was not lying to me, and I continue to believe that. He's going to pardon me. Great, great. Yeah, you do realize he's no longer president, right? So he can't pardon you? What? What's yeah. that? He's not. He's no longer president, so he can't pardon you. Huh. Uh, <laughs> well, that's a lot of news to hear. Okay, well, I got <laughs> I gotta go hang myself. Okay. 
Goodbye. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jeez, I got dark. All right. Well, see ya. All right. We have a great episode today. We are talking Below Deck Season 8, Episode 14. 14 weenie as I like to call it. We have an interesting guest. What the fuck? It's a guest we've we have never had. had an interesting guest before. All our other guests were lacking interest. This one, though, whoa, 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 wee, whoa. Am I whoa, right? Whoa, you went Borwat. Bor- borwat. Yes, I went Borwat. Yeah, this guest, we have not had them on before, but they come highly recommended. So I am excited to have them. And we are excited to have them. No, just me, not you, Nick. Uh, We are joined (laughs) by musician and organizer from No Olympics LA, Eric Chevron. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome, Eric. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on. You are the second guest that Molly Lambert has recommended to us. And she never fails. So I'm excited to have you. They have a lot to live up to. She actually introduced me. Molly actually introduced me as a comedian. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like I have a lot to live up to. So I'm going to try. Well, you did what say- a jerk. Okay, Nick. You know, I always ask when I'm being brought up to stage. I say, just don't tell them I'm a comedian. Say, uh, I say, say financial advisor trying out stand up for the first time. People go, why? Well, why did we buy tickets for this? But then I come right. out and I am okay, and their minds are blown expectations need to be as low as possible in yeah. general in life. They they bring me up as the first guy to sell GameStop stock. Wow. Yeah. So right away. That is topical, me. Nick. I like that Thank kind you. of humor. Thanks. Thank you very much. I like to call that a good time humor. Yeah. Um, do you do like an hour then when they bring you up? Uh, then, then I do two, two hours. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, Eric, Look, I heard you have a great Captain Lee impression, um, and I heard that from yourself, so I know that sounds kind of a weird thing to say, but uh, I'm excited. That's why I was like, comedian, and he's got a Captain Lee impression. Then he claims he's not a comedian. Doesn't matter to me, because at this point, he's a comedian to me. So Yeah, my yeah, no, no, no. My Captain Lee impression, it's one of those kind of impressions that, um, well, actually, my, my girlfriend got me into this show. Um, mm-hmm. I want to give a shout out to my girlfriend, Chloe, who helped me prepare for this shout show. Out, um, Chloe. And we do we do these impressions uh, in, in the comfort of our apartment. Mm-hmm. And my Captain Lee impression is, uh, I have to stand up for it, actually, okay, because please. I have to get in the mode. Um, but it really came out when he had to kick wow. off uh, it the It kind of looks like you're doing an audition for us because you're holding papers. And he came, right, right. And he came, uh, he was so angry that they jumped in the in the ocean yeah. um, when they were drunk, when she was drunk. Yeah, and he just went, okay, I'm going to do that. Hold on okay. a second. He yeah, went, please. God damn it. That was so <laughs> bad. Oh my God. Yeah. No, that was bad. Okay. Do it again, it. do it again. That's it. If I can get a line from him, I could say it. How about... um. Oh, oh, I wrote one down. Actually, wait, I wrote one down from the show. Here it is. This is the most performance anyone has given us. Yeah. Oh, here it is. Here it is. This is incredible. He had a wild hair up her ass. No, that wasn't that good. (laughs) (laughs) Classic Captain Lee second guessing himself. Yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, Captain Lee's a very interesting guy. I feel like the more these seasons go on, the more like he becomes humanized to me. Because before I was always like, he's just a tough guy. He doesn't want to babysit anyone. He just wants to captain the boat and go home to his lovely bride, Marianne, at the end of the day. But now, you know, with this like extra uh, layer of his personality that we're getting that he's, you know, experienced some trauma in his life of losing his son Uh and is like really going through it. 
I'm like, who is this man? Very interesting. I'm very moved by him Captain these days. Lee, as a white, I totally agree with you. As a white boomer, he is uh, very in touch with himself. He's been through a lot, like you were saying. Um, yeah, his son, there have been multiple opioid uh, overdoses in this season, which is really sad and tragic. And um, he shows emotion on television. And uh, he has really shown himself to be a complex character and he's very dynamic as a character and i really really grown to like captain way a lot yeah he's grown well then i guess i'm not going to talk to you about his politics all right his politics have i mean look he's a he's an older white man in florida his politics talking about i wasn't even talking about his politics no i know i'm saying that there's lots of likable things about his personality yeah, his politics look again. Older white man in Florida. I expect fucking nothing from his politics. Right. Oh, I know nothing about his. Po- I actually know nothing about his politics. Oh, they're so. they're they're very similar to the people on the boat. Right. Oh, of course they are. I bet they all hang out. Of course they do. You think that guy's never been down to Versailles? I don't know. He. he I'm sure he has. Well, it's interesting to me because also he posted on his Instagram about getting the vaccine. That was another layer where I was like, okay, so he believes he's not an anti-vaxxer. Okay. Okay. No one was when the um, vaccine became available. Then they're like, oh, well, uh, actually, we all like the vaccine now. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm first. <laughs> <laughs> I thought one of the funniest parts of, it wasn't this episode. Do you guys remember when Rob, when they were doing the environmental cleanup yeah. uh, on the beach and Rob uh made that comment to the camera and he, you know, classic Rob, he's just like that, you know, like puppy dog guy. And he's like, he's like, I couldn't believe it. I, you know, had this moment where I was like, you know, if, if we don't clean this up and if the environment doesn't get better, yachting is going to just like go away. (laughs) And, and like, what happens then? And I was like, Oh my God. I know they're so out of touch. You're like, that's the least of our fucking worries, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like no, no one on either end. Like, what do rich people do? They'll find something. What yeah. will I do? I don't think you wanted to do that forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. How quickly did but, you think this was going to happen? But when you're in that, I mean, I worked in service for for a really long time at like high end restaurants, you know, lower end restaurants, different different kind of service jobs. Like when you're in it and it's super super high octane, high end guests, it's like it's traumatizing. Yeah. And you're 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 being abused just like constantly. So you're just like you don't really know what you know. You have this like tunnel vision, and you really have to take it like one day at a time and one hour at a time. Um, so I do understand where he's coming from, and I do you know like empathize or sympathize you know like with these people when they're working there. So I, I think I do watch these and sort of like I'm forgiving yeah. more so to to these work like the workers. But I, I sometimes with like Captain Lee, for example, I, I, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, he is a boss. He is a fucking supervisor. But I think to, to a large extent, he does treat them compared to like Sandy, for fucking example. <laughs> oh, my God. She's the classic. Sorry, I don't know if we even want to go there. but uh, well, Go ahead. Go ahead. Please boss. continue. We're curious. Sandy. So, so when you watch like the difference and even between Glenn, Sandy is the, cla- the prototypical. I mean, it's complex. You know, she's a woman. She's gay, came up in the in the industry. You know, she has to she tried to prove herself in many ways. So it's complex in that way. But she is that sort of prototypical, you know, you have to work hard, you know, you don't ask questions, you you do what you're told, but her, she gives no praise. There's no love, there's no softness with her. 
and she micromanages like fuck, obviously. Yeah. yeah. You mean like when she was just staring at Kiko? While you <laughs> oh cooked? my! I mean, Kiko is her worst enemy when it comes. Are to you sure that's her. the side of the bread you want to butter, <laughs> Kiko? <laughs> Oh I mean, yeah, God. she also plays favorites in a way that was unnerving, like with Malia. Like, I, I don't know what uh. to tell you, but Malia isn't it, my friend. Like, nope. I know she wants she wants to follow in your footsteps, but like by like favoring Malia so hard, you're disregarding the rest of your crew in a way that's very detrimental to like teamwork. Basically, she always says teamwork mm-hmm. makes the dream work. I, and look, it's I like, don't want to size sure. shame, but Malia ain't big enough okay for, to be who sandy wants her to be she can't lift things malia though in order for yachting to like exist or to keep going i feel like that type of bosun almost like you have you, uh, the way that yachting is set up and the way that the structure is like you have to sort of i mean what do you guys think of that like you have to have that sort of um like structure i feel like or that type of I don't know. There's like no room for softness, I feel like, in some ways. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. very mi- material. What is it? Militarist. Mi- militarist. Wow. I can't say that word. Military. Militaristic. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this is this is going well. Yeah. That word, militaristic, because of like one, they're always talking in the about way hierarchy. that you always turn a blind eye to a uh, sexual assault. Well, sure. Yes. It's very militaristic. Way, but also like hierarchy, like your rank, like it's, they're so obsessed mm-hmm. with these things that like, you know, I don't necessarily think that goes hand in hand with good service, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I don't care about your rank. Just do your job well. And right. Right. Like we could be here all day talking about this, but let's get into the show. All right, season eight, episode fourteen. <laughs> I like to have to start every new uh, every show with a new guest and ask them three questions. One: When did you start watching Below Deck? What was your first season? My first season was um, me- it was Mediterranean, mm-hmm. and it was Hannah, Sandy, and the chef. And what's his name? British ben. legend Ben. Yeah. Ben. Yeah. Oh, behave, peas. My second season, which was Bobby and the other psycho. Bobby and the other bro, Broson? Bobby the Broson. was one and two, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think that that was the first season of Med, and the captain was Mark, Marcus. Remember, he was like a rando captain they had for one season, and then they got rid of him and brought in Sandy, right? Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's that. not a rando that. captain. <laughs> He's he the person rare. they chose to build the spinoff around and okay and he and failed then i guess he was a little less exciting than sandy because he was better well it's because ben went up to him to complain about something and he's like i don't care and they were like he is not bringing <laughs> it he is not bringing it he's fired you know right. you know what marcus is doing now he's um he's captaining a boat for uh the oligarch that poisoned navalny no he's not Whoa. <laughs> oh, you mother! That's what Kiko was doing. <laughs> okay, yeah, Kiko. Was Kiko definitely. was very famously the chef for um, Putin's a Russian like godson or something. Yeah, it was like godson of Putin. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. before Below Deck. Yep. I mean, they they probably saw him. Oh, before. Okay. Yeah. 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 But he's the type of guy who doesn't care. He says, "Opportunities, opportunity. You got to get out of Brazil." Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Can you imagine how many bowls of mukeke he ate? Mukeke. <laughs> Well, he probably fucking loved it. 
That's why Kiko would always make it. All right. Second question. What has been your favorite season you've ever watched? I think it was season two, the one with uh, Bobby and Sandy and Hannah and Bobby's the bro, the Broson season. Mm. Was that season two? Yeah, that was season two. It was one of the most extraordinary displays of like toxic masculinity oh, and yeah. like gaslighting. And mm. it was honestly like pretty disturbing to, to watch on television that I've like ever seen. And like to like analyze that and see that on on TV was like pretty astounding. Did you it was see like season, really good television. season seven of regular Below Deck? That one was pretty bad too with the toxic masculinity. I got, right, I'm right, on the right. boys' side, y'all. Oh, I mean, the boys being boys. Ugh. I'm gonna punch you in your boys right now, okay, buddy? <laughs> um, okay, last question: Who's been your favorite contestant to ever be on this show? Um, favorite contestant is probably until sort of recently, but on the show was uh, Aisha's boyfriend. Oh, the guy from Liverpool. Yeah, Jack. yeah, Liverpool. I used to have, I, I have a friend from Liverpool. He reminded me of him. Uh, Scouser, just a Scouser, mate. Liverpool was whose name? It was Jack, wasn't it? Jack? Jack, Jack, Jack. Yeah, Jack. Jack. I thought Jack. Jack was just a. He was just a Scouser, dude. Scousers are just like they're just fucking. That's how they are. And be my he, girlfriend, no matter I've got a wife back home. <laughs> <laughs> but then you know we find out later that he. Uh, what did she say? He like got back together with his ex. So. Yeah, he yes. got back together with his ex and has a baby with her now. Sorry, oh. I was having a laugh with you. Yeah, that was fucked. That was fucked because Aisha you. was it. Aisha was it. Aisha's my one of my all time favorite cast members. Right, Aisha's my second. She's right up there. Yeah, Aisha, she's, I was gonna say she's my first. Yeah. Oh my god! That's what she's always like. Oh no! I love her. Right. Yeah, she's cool. Let's get into this episode. So, yes, Below Deck Season 8, Episode 14. We continue with Francesca. Francesca freaking out on Elizabeth for sleeping in the guest cabin with James, to which I say, who gives a fuck? It doesn't matter. Uh, she wasn't doing a lot of sleeping there. <laughs> well, that was Elizabeth's point. She's like, I was there. Look, I fucked and banged, dog. You would have done the same if anyone could stand you for 20 minutes, it takes. Yeah, unfortunately. Francesca? Unfortunately, it's kind of a bummer. Like, it's getting to a point where, like, Francesca's, how emotionally invested Francesca is in getting Elizabeth fired, it reflects incredibly poorly on her. Like, it's like, just do your fucking job. Focus on directing Elizabeth to make sure she does her job and stop getting so like invested in what's going on between her and James. Like check out of that dude. Just check right. out. You don't need to worry about this. Worry about your relationship with Rachel. Who's going to fucking cut you in your sleep, dude. That's who you should be worried about. Rachel is not well. She will fucking poison you. You need to be careful. You are making mm. her unhappy right now. Yep. I'm concerned. Rachel, concerned yeah, it came out with the mahi. You know, that's what yeah. happens. You're going to fuck up another ways. There was four yeah. orders of mahi. One, two, three, four. Mahi, 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 mahi. Okay? Okay. Did you see what, what the discrepancy was and what Francesca yes. was saying? Why it was five? Yes. Because she because wrote Because on two... one line, she had abbreviated mahi, mahi to mahi. 
And then on one line, she wrote mahi mahi, which is the name of the dish. And you cannot exactly. abbreviate no, and no, then no. put them together. There was nothing in between them. The indiscretion was that she wrote two people's name on one line and just wrote mahi next to them. But she wrote everyone else's name separately, which was confusing for Rachel. Go ahead. As a, as a server, you cannot do that. It's always your fault when you write it like that because you're looking the chef is going mm-hmm. so fucking fast. It yeah. has to be exactly the same every way. It was 100% Francesca's fault. I agree. Mm-hmm. She knows fucking Rachel is busy. This woman is Un- making 400 yeah. meals at a time. And she's unhinged. Rachel's like got something up with her. Yeah, just, I think they're all unhinged. The chefs right. The chefs are, are normally a bit uh, of a piece of work, but that's how chefs work. I'm afraid of everyone on this show. I'm afraid of Elizabeth for putting a spell on me. I'm afraid of Francesca just for like, I guess, you know, she's probably got laser eyes. I am afraid of Rob mostly just because I don't understand him. Hey, I ask all the guests this. Bob Benson, does that mean anything to you? Yeah, the comedian? No. No. Um, It's a Mad Men character. Uh. Which one is that? It He comes in late in the series, and he is kind of an enigma. And you're not sure if he's kind of real oh. or not for a while. Yes, 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 yes. I That's know that who is. Rob reminds me of. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Oh, I think Rob is, like, painfully normal. He's one of those, like, hot as fuck kind of guys. Yeah. But he's, like, so normal. I, it all kind of came came to me once when he said he was eating falafel in one of his interviews. And he said it in this way where he, do you guys remember this? He yeah. was like, he was he like, found that dog. Uh, yeah, I was, I was like walking and I was like, you know, eating falafel. And I was like, dude, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the way, and his tattoos are, are a thing. It's just like, I, I was like, oh, Rob, you're like one of these kind of guys, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's so yeah, funny. He, and the Bob Benson thing is kind of, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's don't so worry. Funny. I'm not uninteresting. I, I ate a falafel. I was listening to my iPod, world music. And, <laughs> he would. You know, I, 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 you know, I put my shoes on. Don't worry. Every pair I, I buy, uh, two go to homeless people. <sighs> he wears, like, those, like, Sanuk loafers. They're, like, made out of, like, canvas. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. What was your, sorry, your, your original question? We were talking about um, the Mahi thing, right? And Francesca? Right. Well, I, Francesca. I just think... Francesca needs to worry less about Elizabeth and more about her relationship with the chef of the boat who is kind of like the core piece to the service going well. So it's like, I need you to drop the Elizabeth shit because it's not going anywhere. It doesn't matter. She does her job, whatever. She's not as bad as, I don't believe, of course, I'm not seeing everything. She's as bad as they're making her out to be. What about the fact that Ash is also so disturbed and upset by elizabeth like what about that side of it i don't know what ash's deal is i don't know if ash is just trying to stay on francesca's good side or if she really is perturbed by her it's hard to tell because it's like every time like an example of elizabeth annoying ash it's just that she's like asking clarification questions so why would you stick up for elizabeth why on earth? I mean, why would you confront your boss about it? And then so, it, you know, she had to take a side pretty quickly, I think. They've been at this a long time. Elizabeth, she's being edited very fairly for her. I think she's probably a lot worse than we as the audience think she is. And so 
I think very early on, you know, her, her boss is like, isn't this other person trash? And then she's like, I guess. And then overall, she doesn't do anything to make her not seem trash. Like, she almost kills him with a dirty bomb. She's fucking in a cab. It's like everyone knows everything you're doing sucks. Like, you cannot put enough rocks in your tits to make up for how fucking insane you are. So then the boss the whole time is just, like, getting increasingly frustrated. And you talk to her about it for, like, an hour a day, and you get all fucking ramped up. And then eventually, you know, the cabin fever hits. The coronavirus fever hits. The the pressures of the job hit. And then you're in the middle of this thing, and she wants to explode at it all. But the only thing she can safely explode at is Elizabeth in a conversation with Francesca. So that's when she explodes. It's not all about Elizabeth, but poor Ashling has been stretched to the limit. Interesting. I can yep. see that. I mean, I agree. It could be edited to make her look less bad than she is. But I don't know. At this point, I don't like Elizabeth isn't really annoying me that much. So I'm like, well, I don't know. For sure. And, and Nick, you brought up a great point where Thank you. Uh, Elizabeth, you're welcome. Is there anything worse than when someone is responding to you and saying, I'm going to do better. I'm going to, I got this. I'm going to give it my all. And then like, they just like repeatedly say that. It's like, you have that with friends, you have that with family. And then it's like, I don't care. Stop telling me this, just do it. And it's like, that's just happened so many times with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. Elizabeth or Francesca freaks out on Elizabeth for sleeping in the guest cabin with James. And Elizabeth says this is the worst birthday ever because I guess the next day is her 30th birthday. So she has to call her energy healer to deal with the terrible energy from Francesca. And her energy healer is like, I'll totally give you good vibes over FaceTime or good energy and heal you. So she's doing that on the deck and Captain Lee walks up and he's like, what's 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 up with her energy? Is it busted? Is it broken? (laughs) She's like, I'm just talking to my energy healer. And Captain Lee's like, okay. (laughs) All right. Sounds like her energy's not doing so well. But uh, I I love when when Captain Lee has to deal with anything even remotely not like straight and narrow for what he's used to. Yeah. In the, you know, by the book, he's like, energy. Do I have energy? I wonder how much that phone call costs to her spiritual advisor. I wonder how much she charged. Oh, um, my God. It, it, that guy does not wake up for less than $80 a 10-minute session. Yeah. And you know her dad, who's a lawyer, that, like, you saw Elizabeth's dad, who's like, I'm a tough guy, Long Island lawyer. He's paying for that. She's not paying for it. I just want her to be happy. Yeah. She literally at one point says that she had a wonderful childhood. Like, give me a <laughs> fucking break. All right. Anyway, it is officially the next day on Boat World. Uh, it's the morning. Francesca's losing her mind still over Elizabeth and doing her like, <gasps> like arms up in the air exercises, which is interesting. I guess that's how she gets her like energy out in the morning where she just wants to punch Elizabeth in the face. I'm going to try doing that, actually. Darn Whenever I need to record with Nick and I'm like, he's made me mad. I'm just up in the recorder like, what the fuck? Come on. You notice too that there was a moment, um, Eddie wears a size small t-shirt. Yeah. So a little, little moment. I thought that was a really funny thing. So I was like, small bitch, not even a medium. How tiny are you? How tall is this dog? Eddie? I think Eddie's probably like five, seven or something. My God. And he wears a small, which means he's pretty, well, a men's small. A men's small is not super tiny. He looks, but. he looks like pretty, 
It's confusing. The sizing was confusing. So yes, I would agree. Ash could be annoyed in that moment because she's like, bitch, nobody wears a small except for the women. But who knows? Actually, while we're here, let's take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back to keep talking about this Hey, my name's Jay Shetty and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. It's true. Hot off the presses. We have made it back to this boat. It's Elizabeth's 30th birthday, Izzy is dealing with James and Rob being children about her new position. They're just ribbon and robbing her, like just being like, okay, Izzy, all right, we'll do exactly as you say. And she's just like fucking dick bags. And then there was a great moment where Rachel drops a spoon in the galley and she says, oh, fuck me in the ass, which I was like, <laughs> clip it and use it. Strip because... it and bip it. She's so, everything with her is just like, oh, fucking fuck i'll fucking stab you in the fucking nuts you fucking bitch i'm like damn dude who are you i love it i love rachel i'm sorry i won't deny it i know she is cuckoo for cocoa puffs like what, captain lee what, has what, said what, what do you past. love about rachel let's say rachel's a friend of yours what do you like to do with her oh no i don't no 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 i don't hang you love her out. from afar you love her yeah, from she afar. comes over to your house she brings a bottle of vodka then what rachel's a friend of a friend that i'm like every once in a while i'm like yeah bring her fuck it but no, no, I'm not hanging out with Rachel under any regard. I'm not trying to die, okay? Mm. I love her on TV 
far away from me. Yes, I might hang out with her once every six months when I let that friend who is better friends with her bring her to whatever we're doing because I'm like, fuck it. I want to see I want to see a bottle be thrown across a room tonight. You I'm know what she's great mood. at? Like if there's a coffee shop with a real bitchy barista, Ooh. you're like, I'm bringing Elizabeth with me. I mean, Rachel <laughs> with me next time I come here. Yeah. And right. see what happens. Yeah. She'll read her down. Yeah. Because, you know, the, the, the segment of society I want to take down most are people who earn coffee shop wages. <laughs> I know. What the hell? <laughs> Interesting. I would bring her to, like, a rowdy bar and then, like, stand back and just wait. I probably wouldn't even drink myself. That's I would easy. just observe. I'd bring her to a sports bar in Chicago or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a Cubs bar, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Get her real, real soaked up. And see what happens. Order you her like get- ten espresso martinis, and then this let is her what loose. I, f- I figured it out. This is what I'd do. I'd bring her to the bank, and then while she's having like a meltdown with the teller, um, I sneak. I go around and get some money. Oh, you rob uh, the bank while she's- yeah, fill out my pockets. No one knows. Mm-hmm. Everyone's looking at this crazy lady. I'd bring her as my plus one when I give birth. Because I would like her to scream at everyone and make sure I get uh, my own room. Oh, that's interesting. I would probably bring her to mediate my divorce. Mm. Just let her fucking rip someone to shreds that I'm divorcing. I would might hire her as a lawyer, even though she's not qualified, to defend me in court. Oh. Smart. Hey, guys. I bring Twitter. her on a test drive. Yeah, that is great. (laughs) She's perfect for that. Any like car dealership, bring Rachel. Guys, tweet at us. Where would you bring Rachel? Because I'm curious because she seems like she'd just be good to have. Drunk, though. Yeah, a few espresso martinis in and let her loose. That would be good. All right. So Francesca calls Elizabeth into a meeting to be like, hold on, Chai's and Ross. I'm so disappointed in you, Elizabeth. I really thought you'd be bringing the professionalism, but you're not. And this is the final straw. Elizabeth's just like, huh? What? (laughs) And Francesca's like, she's doing this to push my buttons. And then she starts crying, which is ridiculous. It's not that personal. There's no way Elizabeth's doing this to push your buttons. Because I thought the crying, I was like, it's not personal. Elizabeth's just dumb. That's it. (laughs) That's it. I used to be a camp counselor and like a, at one point, like a camp director. So I've been like a supervisor for people for a little bit in like really high stress situations uh-huh. and it's sort of similar to yachting very differently, but similar where you're like working 24 hours a day, essentially. So I can understand the stress, but the leadership style of, of Francesca is so twisted to me. I was trained to like give some pot, you give some positives, you kind of like sandwich in, positive and then you talk about negatives and then you go positive there's literally nothing nice being said yeah. and then the crying it's like so unprofessional so when when elizabeth yeah she's so annoying and apparently she's not doing anything but like when she's like hey this is like unprofessional it's like fuck yeah it is like really unprofessional so it's like i do understand that it's just i wanted to say that because it's like pretty wild to watch mm. yeah to me it's like the fact that she's taking it so personally like when Elizabeth and Izzy were talking in the room and Izzy called Elizabeth a twat. And she's like accusing Elizabeth of doing that on purpose, speaking loudly so she would hear her. It's like, it's not, they're not, Elizabeth does not want to be in more trouble. Like Elizabeth's trying to avoid trouble, but she's a dumb dumb. So she keeps like literally tripping and falling into it. Like that's just who she is. She's, you know, sweet person, 
a little, some things are not really connecting up there, but like, it's not personal. And I can understand how she started to take it personal, but like, it's not personal. She's not trying to push your buttons. It's Elizabeth. The girls, there's no, there's no, like, she's not a vicious person in any way. And I don't know what Francesca's seeing, but I'm not seeing this like malicious side that Francesca is like trying to project onto her of like, she's doing this to fuck with me. She's trying to ruin me. And it's like, she's not, she's just dumb. That's it. It's as simple as that. She's just a little dumb, dumb with a kind heart who doesn't see she's fucking up. She's a little bit of an airhead. That's it. I don't get it. But uh, anyway, uh, it leads to Francesca going into her room and crying. And she tells Ash, she's like, I can't deal it. Chelly's and Ross, like I get my Australian accent back. I can't deal with it anymore. And, and Ash is like, I'm done with Elizabeth too. I'm done with her. And then they both, I don't, I don't know. They come up with some plan, but we'll get to that in a little bit. But James says like, Izzy's trying to get James to do something for Elizabeth's birthday. And he's like, I'm not Elizabeth's boyfriend. I'll do my best as a friend to make sure she has her day because it's her birthday. I actually am starting to like James a lot. I think he's really funny. I thought he was really bland at the beginning, like had nothing to offer. But now that he's come out of his shell, he's like really funny to me. He's just so like openly a fuck boy. It's entertaining. Yeah, I mean, he's a stupid idiot. And so he's the only one who could have a conversation with Elizabeth because he is too stupid to know how stupid she is. They're so stupid. I would- I would actually argue that James is more of a 2020 soft boy and maybe not as much of a fuck boy, maybe like a mix between a fuck boy and a soft boy only because of his um, testimonials. Yeah. He seems pretty aware. He's pretty aware of what he's doing and, and like everything seems, things seem to change once Elizabeth uh, kind of wronged him and if, or, or insulted him or, or didn't stand up for him with Rachel, you know? Right. And he, and he seemed to like kind of shift pretty heavily like obviously i mean we can get there but um he is just like being so passive aggressive but yeah it's like fuck boy soft boy kind of well he basically says he just has not ever recovered from some his like ex-girlfriend cheating on him cheating on him for a while yeah yeah oh get over it Right, right. I mean, honestly, yeah, I t- actually, yes. Like, he can't get over, look it. over it. He doesn't, he legit does not know how to get over it. And, over like, it. you need to fucking confront her about, they need, they just don't talk to each other about anything. Just, yeah. like, young people are so fucking proud hell. of their walls. Like, they are just <laughs> yes, so want to brag about how big their walls are, like, to explain away their inability to form relationships. You don't understand. I'm like a hard ass bitch, which is why I I will die alone and, and be unhappy about it. It's that, the Hank Hilling effect. What? Who's Hank, Hank Hilling? Hilling? It's like I don't know the Hank Hilling of it. You know, just putting it away, just like deep, deep in your stomach. Ah, so, yeah. okay, yeah. So. We don't talk about that. Okay, yeah, you're right. That's good. I like that Hank Hill about it. Yeah, you're right. All right. Well. Francesca takes Captain Lee his coffee and she takes the opportunity to snitch on James and Elizabeth and Captain Lee gets all pissed and he's like, that's a no, no, there is no sleeping in the cabins. So he calls Eddie in to confirm and Eddie's like, yeah, I don't know. Sure. Whatever. Uh, and I'm like, thank you, Eddie. Uh, God, I want to work on Eddie's boat. 
And he's just like, yeah, sure. If you caught him, you caught him. I don't know, man. Smooth sailing. Good thing we're on the islands. No Corona here for now. All right, guys. Izzy, you're the best. I'm just chilling. That's like his whole vibe right now. And so they call James in to confirm. And that's when Captain Lee says, if you're going to be playing hide your salami with his girlfriend, you're going to get in trouble. Okay. And then so he calls James in. He's like, no more sleeping in the goddamn cabins. James is like, "Mm, okay, yes, sir. And then he walks out and he says, is Captain Lee being unfair? No. But would I do it again? Yes. (laughs) Which I was like, well, okay. Can't get mad at that. He's aware that he's in trouble. They knew it was illegal or whatever against the rules first before they did it. I mean, they must have. Of course they do. You don't think they mentioned that? You uh, You know how you all sleep in coffins and there's just empty palatial suites? Well... You can't go in them. Right. I'm sure someone says that. Well, I think it's in the rule book of who cares. That's what the rule book They just book don't says. give a shit. Yeah, they yeah. just don't care. And I wouldn't care either. It's like, okay, Damn. if I could get away with it, I'm getting away with it. Unfortunately, this boat is full of snitches, a.k.a. Ash, because Ash is the one who originally told Francesca about it. Because Izzy didn't say shit, because Izzy don't care. Because Izzy's in a leadership position. But she don't give a fuck. Even Eddie was like, oh, I mean, sure, maybe it happened. I don't know. I love Izzy's journey this episode where she's just like begging people that she beat to congratulate her on beating them. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, it seems like you don't even care that I, a stewardess, when this season started, am your boss. It's like, it's like you don't love it. What the fuck? <laughs> well... They should love it because she's a woman and she going to beat them all. But it's also like two dum-dums. One guy who like his personality is now like not being interested in the fact that Izzy is his boss. And the other guy who's just like, I'll fuck again. And that's it. It's like, (laughs) do you really need these guys approval? Like they're pretty whatever. (laughs) Like you got the approval you need, which is Eddie, your boss. Like you're good, dude. Fuck these dudes. They're literally like dumb and dumber. One of them's going to go back to the forest and search for gold and not talk to anyone for six months. I think you're fine. The other guy probably has HPV that he's spreading, you know, so I wouldn't worry about it. And no one's getting paid more. So who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just tell them what to do. If they talk back, tell Eddie. Be like, these dudes are being shitbags. Boom. Oh, hey. Um, Izzy, I wanted to say thanks because um, when my friends and family watch this, they'll notice that I'm not very good at my job and I have you to thank. So thanks. 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 Well, yeah, maybe you should have more of a personality. So Francesca tells Captain Lee, she says, hold on, Chase and Ross, I can't work on the boat with Elizabeth on it. And it's like, What? It's a really good impression. Like, I don't even get, like, she's the tamest human being on planet. Elizabeth is, like, all about energy. Like, no one who's been all about energy has ever rubbed me this way. Like, what is she doing? Is she stealing things from your bathroom? Like, relax. It's just not that big a deal that you can't even be on a boat with her. I mean, yeah, I assume just keep you guys her in the fucking laundry agree. room and shut the fuck up. That's right. It's just like put her in there. Keep Lock her the door. Don't let her out. Do you think that James and Elizabeth's relationship, like their dynamic, 
is like pissing people the fuck off is that can that be explaining part of this well yeah so last week's guest said johnny pemberton said that he thinks that francesca is jealous of elizabeth and james's dynamic which is why she's like taking it out on elizabeth now i don't know if i agree with that necessarily I don't really understand what the big deal is. I don't know if Francesca has just like narrowed in on Elizabeth because she's just not that great a worker and has decided that she will be her shitbag this season. But to the level that Francesca is taking it, I feel like I'm missing something. Yeah, she's um, she's gone the extra mile. Um, she's she's beaten a dead horse. It's like, come on, dude. Coronavirus is going to rip through these islands in about 20 minutes. I wouldn't worry about it. This season is over. Like, just get through it without contracting a fucking virus in a global pandemic. That's all you got to do. I would not worry so much about little Elizabeth with her crystals in her bra. Don't worry about it. I'm excited for Francesca to see this. I mean, you know, obviously she's seen the the season now and she's heard on social media about her behavior and i think that's always like the silver lining in this shit you know because she's gonna see it and she's gonna have a realization i'm just curious if they're gonna ask her back no zero chance Interesting. zero yeah, I don't chance think so the audience hates her she has no charisma very little charisma she's also got no interesting storyline except her no, being none. a bitch for in some way we can't understand why Right. There was a little, there was like a thread, right? A little spark between her and, was it Rob in the beginning? Wasn't there like yeah, a little yeah. something? Rob didn't have she any was like, I think he's cute. And he was like, I like rocks and PETA or like, you know, I'm yeah. on Tinder sometimes. Oof. Yeah. Okay. So Francesca basically asked Captain Lee to find a new stew for her. And Captain Lee says it's going to be hard this far in the season, but he'll try. And so Izzy and Elizabeth, they talk about how it's becoming such a toxic work environment with Francesca being a dick and then Robin and James being like so weird about Izzy's promotion. And Elizabeth just hopes that like James will do something nice for her birthday, which I'm like, don't hold your breath. (laughs) This is not the place. Uh, But Francesca is again back to crying to Ash about how Elizabeth and James slept in a guest cabin and it's like, this is getting old real quick. And she's like, they're just, she's just not helpful enough. And they're like complaining about how she doesn't work when literally like they're cutting back and forth between Elizabeth working. So I'm like, what, what, what is, what are we doing here? Uh, and then Ash starts crying. And I'm like, what the fuck are you guys crying about? She's fine. This is not worth your tears. And I do think it's because they're both just stressed that it's all coming out on Elizabeth, but it's like, come on, man. Ash has this absurd suggestion that they get rid of Elizabeth and just do the charter with just the two of them, which I'm like, why? Fuck out of here with this suggestion. And then Francesca comes to her senses and decides they can't do it because the guests are a lot of work. The Queen of Versailles is coming on. They can't risk that. They need her. The Queen is coming. The Queen is coming. A woman who asks people to call her the Queen is coming. And we're going to do it. There seems to be like a Florida theme where people think they're the queen because on The Bachelor right now, there's another woman from Fort Lauderdale. Her name is Victoria and she goes by Queen Victoria and she really truly seems to believe she's royalty. Now, I don't know what Florida is feeding you in their water, but none of you are royalty. You're from Florida. I'm sorry. Look, I want to get this trending. Okay. Maybe I'll talk to Wall Street Bets on Reddit. See if they can push this. (laughs) 
next okay. time. Okay, go ahead. This is what I want. Okay. If somebody asks you to call them uh, queen or king or whatever, prince, princess, mm-hmm. and they're not that thing, uh-huh. slap them in the face. Now, if somebody is that thing, two slaps. Just Bring him back to gloves, yeah. Stop saying you're the king or queen of shit. There's nothing more unlikable. I, you do not deserve to be among normal people if that's how you go through life. I agree. Slap her in the face. It's, there's no chill to it, and I don't care for it. And it also makes no sense because you're not actually royalty. You made your you're money. psychopath. You made your money on the backs of people who you underpaid, so shut up. <laughs> Uh, and they're nouveau yeah. riche, right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it doesn't even make any sense no, at all. They're not he, old money. He kind of invented the model of um, timeshares. Uh, and so all of his resorts are timeshare resorts. And his sons are now, you know, the head of, not these sons, his uh, older sons from his, he said he'd had about, he'd had women, he'd had kids with about three women. He's like, give her, you know, he like, he doesn't know. Um, and so, yeah, his older sons are in charge of the business and, uh, there's just everything you want. Nepotism, um, you know, like, uh, illegal, you know, things about like, you know, there's insider trading and, and uh, inventing an industry to destroy poor people. Um, you know, he made his money like, you know, hundreds of dollars at a time from people with a dream. Yeah. Uh, just a real evil piece of shit. Also put he a did, lot yeah. of money into getting uh, George Bush, George W. Bush elected. And if you Yikes. watch that documentary, Queen of Versailles, he spends all of his time in his room just like asking people for money, making calls and begging people for money so he can continue to build his house, which is bigger than everyone else's house. Well, I'm glad that Bravo's reckoning with racism and uh, you know social justice issues by putting them on and, and uh, humanizing them. That's good. I know they really fucking do. That's the problem. They're like, and you've experienced trauma. Speak on it to create some sort of layer of humanity in your life. And it's exactly like, so exactly. But anyway, uh, yeah. So um, okay, so this was weird. So later on in the episode, when Elizabeth's being like, "Oh, I'm so stressed about this situation with Francesca," Ash is like, "Don't worry about it, girl. Just don't think about it." And it's like, you fuck, fuck you, Ash. Ash is really starting to annoy me. It's like, just if you're going to be a shade ball, be like, hey, look, man, pull your fucking weight. Say the same shit Francesca is saying. So at least she gets a hint that shit's not good for her instead of being like, girl, don't worry about it. Don't think about it. Don't think about the fact that you're about to get fucking fired because there's a coup against you. Let's take another quick break and we'll come back and finish this episode out. Nice. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. 
It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. And we are back, baby. And guess what? These lovely guests that we so calmly just critiqued are here, baby. They are on, They are coming on the boat. And the dad, oh, man, David Versailles. Siegel. I, Siegel. <laughs> I couldn't remember their last name. David Versailles is here. <laughs> uh, and he is so fucking old. He's so old, dude. He shows up with his own sweet tea with vodka. They're like, do you want champagne? He's like, hey, brought my own drink. And they're like, okay, sir, do you need to sit down? Did anyone see any details about that drink after uh, the queen of being a piece of shit said it's his styrofoam cup? And she said, never throw away his styrofoam cup, which means this guy is known for taking styrofoam cups everywhere he goes. He's as if he's not he's, fucking evil. He's little he's Wayne. known for loving styrofoam. He's little Wayne. Well, at least he'll die sooner. The carcinogens. Yeah. He's just like, it's like eroding away in his little mouth. Yeah. Yeah. He's the little Wayne of styrofoam cups. But anyway, He's just at one point lays down on a bed and they're like, this is not your room. Honey, honey, this is not your room. And he's like, what? But then he's like, I'm just testing it out. And I'm like, cool dad joke. And then at one point he sits down at the table and someone's like, oh, it's so nice being rich. And he literally says, I wonder what the poor people are doing today. Unreal. Has there okay, ever that, been an argument that's a, for eat the that's rich actually, um, than that? Um, one of my dad's most often said phrases for when like he would get like a bonus at work or he would get, you know, a raise or something. He would come home, we'd celebrate, we'd have dinner and he would say, uh, I wonder what the poor people are doing now, which is a joke because we're poor. <laughs> and so it's funny when people who aren't mega millionaires or billionaires say it, it's a joke. But when he says it, he does deserve to be slapped. And I was also... 
thinking like instead of or like instead of like how are you or like yeah oh, you're all right they go what about the poor people are doing today oh, what about the poor people are doing today that's kind of how i saw it as well kind of yeah. it was just like a greeting yeah what are the poor people are doing today i do wonder how are the poor people doing today none of your business you piece of shit you're ruining them but yeah one of his shitty sons walks up to captain lee and goes what in his weird monotone drawl what part of the crew are you then at one point he goes like, maybe my dad will buy this boat. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's the life you live? Maybe my dad will buy this boat. Anyway. Daddy, daddy, she did not give me any Hennessy, daddy. Buy the boat, daddy. Show her who's boss. Oh, God, that was miserable. Then Cap- Captain Lee threatened to slap them, I think, after that, right? Like, I'll slap you up the head. I think he said that, right? Didn't he threaten to slap? One of the kids. To who? To the kid with the um, the dick in his mouth, I think. He, like, was going to slap him. I missed it. Yeah. Missed it? Well, I wish he would. I wish he would. Well, anyway, the father, David, introduces his family to Captain Lee, and they share their stories about losing their children to drug overdoses, which is a very weird, sobering moment on this show, and... The asshole sons are chatting up Ash and they say, they're like, our, our Euro trip got canceled. We didn't cancel it. They canceled it because of the, what's going on. And then he goes, the media is way out of proportion. And I'm like, did your dad write these talking points? Jesus Christ. Blowing the media out. is out of proportion, bro. They, they, they had like a bunch of sound clips that were so annoying. Like when they were playing with the power surfing water toy thing. And they one of them asks Eddie, who gets in trouble if I damage it? And Eddie's like, you, you get in trouble. I'm not familiar with that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very confused by what you mean that I have any consequence. Okay. Uh, So Rachel thinks Francesca, okay, so this is the Mahi Mahi debacle. Rachel thinks Francesca fucked up the lunch order, but she misread the paper because Francesca wrote it in a very confusing manner, which we discussed earlier, which she wrote two orders on the same line. So Rachel counts four Mahi Mahi orders when two are on the same line. So it's technically five. But Rachel says she's just unhappy with service regardless. And she like tries to talk to Captain Lee about it. But Captain Lee's like, I don't really need this right now. He doesn't really acknowledge what's going on. That was kind of weird. I think Rachel just kind of has like, doesn't have very good, uh, good grace with him right now since she like quit and came back a day later. But yeah, well, also how could, I mean, she just screams obscenities all day long. No one likes her. I like her. Eat my cooter, Nick. You don't have to live with her. That's it's true. inappropriate of her. Like, it, she has very little social skills in the sense of, like, you stormed off the boat and, like, you're going to go to the captain and complain when just it's like a minor fuck up. It's like, come on. There's no need to go to talk to Lee about that. No, this is so fucking stupid. It's over. No one cares. They got away with it. Um, she, doesn't, she didn't like her before. She doesn't like her now. I was going to say, how did you guys think that Ash handled the drunk children, the drunk babies, by the way? I wanted to ask. Like, how did you think she maneuvered that? I think they she handled it pretty well. She was able to okay. distract them a lot. I do think maybe those kids are going to try and snitch on her because I don't trust them. Yeah. I think they're going to try and put her in jeopardy. But I do think Captain Lee will take her side because Captain yeah. Lee is, like, so strict about these sorts of things. And they're like, that one kid drank, like, half a bottle of Hennessy. Like, he might, if he had drank more, like, I would have been concerned that something would have happened to him. 
Right. Uh, and Captain Lee always has, his, I feel like always has his employees backs. At the well, end also, of the day. I think I he's very like. sensitive to like drinking and like debauchery on the boat after a certain hour. Like it, the fact that that kid jumped in the, the tender, I think is like a big no, no. And if Captain Lee had been there, that kid would have gotten slapped in the back of the head. Right. She was smart to be like, let's get off the swim platform and like be like, unfortunately, I can't serve you anymore because he was acting I don't know. It it felt like it was going somewhere that could have potentially been dangerous. And I thought she was quick to shut it down. I mean, it was awkward that she was like, I can't serve you anymore. Cause it's like, he could have easily been like based on what rule, but uh, let's hope he doesn't remember any of it. So he can't right. like snitch her out. Anyway, after the weird debacle with Rachel and Francesca, uh, they have a weird, awkward exchange over it about how Francesca wrote it down. And then they agree that they're going to change the way it's written down. And I'm like, that sucks because they're roommates. So, like, this shit's unavoidable. And that's why I think Francesca should worry about a relationship with Rachel and not Elizabeth, who really doesn't isn't like going to change anything in the grand scheme of this uh service plan. Man, nobody here should worry about their relationship with anybody. Everyone on here is a fool. Thank you. That You're is welcome. insight. That is insight. They are all fools. I mean, everyone sucks. No one, not one of these people is coming back. You don't think so? You don't not think so? One. I thought Izzy Eddie? has a chance. Yeah, Eddie always comes back. Eddie's yeah. done, dude. Eddie has done two seasons, y'all. Three. Uh, yeah, no one else will come back. I agree. But I don't even think because I, I just don't. About, I just I'm done with it. Wash our fucking hands. All these people are coronavirus tainted. Okay, I could see Izzy being brought back as a bosun in the future. I mean, no way. Interesting. She doesn't really fragile. bring. Yeah, she's fragile, and she has like she's not inconsistent enough, and she doesn't really bring much to the table in terms of I don't know. Yeah, she's like too consistent almost, and she's not very funny. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is you think Eddie is really funny, huh? <laughs> you fan of Eddie? Not, yeah, I am a fan of Eddie as a boss, as like a boss, kind okay, of. Okay, That's how he like okay. treats people. And I actually kind of think Eddie's funny. Interesting. Look, we we here at Deckheads are huge fans of Eddie's impressions. He stopped doing them as much this season, but every once in a while we get it all I'm Eddie every once in a while and thrive on those moments i absolutely they grind my gears in a way where i'm like god damn it eddie but i love them i live for them oh this is um this is actually his fourth season eddie right that's what i was saying he's done three before this remember third season he left after he gaslit rocky so he poofed because he was like i can't handle the shame and i guess he feels like he's lived it off at this point and has come back (laughs) hey eddie we never forget we will never forget what you did to rocky Anyway, so <laughs> and I watched one of her live. Eddie, Instagrams we will never forget. You did the other day. Just the saddest man. I watched it. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm always hoping they always come up. She goes live all the time, and every time I get on, it's just so sad because it's like me and eight other people, eight other dudes. And then this one, she was just like eating. She was eating. Okay, saying nothing, just like really happily eating a banana and honey. And like peanut butter, but just separately. She's just eating it and like dancing around. Just that just makes me sad when I see someone living their life that way. You want people to watch. You want eight 
weirdos just looking for content for their podcast to watch you eat a banana, you fucking weirdo. Get out of here. Please, you clicked it. You were all in it. You were like, eat that banana, Rocky. Eat that banana. Well, yeah, that was my comment, but <laughs> I'm just trying to get uh, you dirty girl. They were only eating the banana? Was there any other like part of it? No, she was just eating a banana with some honey and some peanut butter in different containers, just sticking her finger in and eating. Like, you know, eating them all in one bite, but not putting them together. You know what I mean? Mm. There, anyway, it's not, I, I, I cannot mm. believe I spent so much time. <laughs> all right. Yeah, let's finish this episode out. So um, everyone's starting to talk about coronavirus more seriously. And Eddie keeps saying the best place to be is on the islands. But it's like, why? Everyone's traveling to those islands. That's like prime way of traveling coronavirus to those islands. <laughs> so good luck. Um, Captain Lee is hoping the dinner conversation that night with the guests isn't heavy. This is interesting. He's like, I hope it doesn't get heavy because I don't want to have to go through all these heavy memories I have of my son and the loss and all that. But I want to say he brings up the conversation. I felt bad for him, it. dude. I felt bad for him there. Yeah, of course. I felt bad for him, too. But I was like, if you didn't want to have that heavy conversation, don't initiate the heavy conversation, my friend. You could have he easily couldn't help flown it, through. You, yeah. I think he wanted to. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I know what you mean, but like he's so deep in it in grieving. Like he, I know, I can't, I can't believe he's still doing this show. Like he should have taken some time right. off. Right, totally. But I guess totally. he can't. Maybe also this helps him keep his mind off of it because he's working and staying busy. But that's still, that's yeah. tough yeah. to go through that. Also, like on a reality show. Oi! Well, Rob tells Izzy that she got promoted to lead Shammy, which to which I will say that is the most. Like, to him, that's, like, cutthroat because he lacks such a personality that the fact that he would say that, I was like, whoa, 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 Rob, calm down. That's too far. For such a simple man, that is way look, too far. Look, for, to, to be fair, this this is, like, the promotional equivalent to being promoted to Lee assistant Shammy? to the regional manager. It's like mm. Dwight coming out and being like, why aren't you guys celebrating the fact that I'm assistant to the regional manager? Well, because uh, he's great. And, you know, it's important because she's a woman and all you ever hear about are the old salty sea dogs and not the women. So this is huge for us women to be lead shammy, Nick. Why aren't you men excited about what I've done for women? <laughs> a, I'm not sure you've done anything for women. But B, I don't. We work here. We work here. Valid point. We wanted that job. There's no way they wanted that job. Did Rob have early testimonials talking about like women's rights and stuff? I feel like I remember that. I thought he had like kind of early ones about that or like equality. Mm. I feel like yeah, I thought he did. I don't recall. Okay. Mm. He hasn't really said a lot, unfortunately. So sometimes I don't know. I don't know. Well, at dinner, the guests get the news alert that Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson got coronavirus and that all travel from Europe is being shut down. And the old fuck David says, coronavirus is no worse than the flu. Mm. And I'm like, you better hope you don't fucking get it, bro. I'm glad they left that in. Yeah. Well, of course they did. <laughs> of course. That shows that did. he's not like in the editing bay. Oh, you think he owns Bravo Inc. or whatever? Wouldn't be surprised. Right. Yeah. Like, why do they keep coming back on this? You know? Yeah. They keep coming back. I don't know. I think they just pay and they're like, cool, guess, perfect, bring them on. I think no, it's important for them to be famous. 
and the yacht is discounted. So the ride yeah, is like half off. Exactly. And I also think like after a while, like you can't get like real, real, like dignified rich people on this show because they're in on it. They're like, I'm not going to go on a reality show and be edited to look like a goddamn fool. You have to get the shit bags because the shit bags don't give a fuck. They'll come on. They'll do their thing. They'll be assholes or whatever. They'll look like a goddamn jerk and they'll leave right. and not think about it. Well, anyway, so um, Izzy and the deck crew make Eliz- Elizabeth a fairy bread cake for her birthday because uh, Rachel never got around to making her one. And what is a fairy bread cake? Does anyone know? I think it, it might be a New Orleans thing. I could be wrong, though. Because it it's not, similar not to a king cake with the baby in it. Oh, thank you. It's, yeah, that's king cake. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. It says fairy bread is sliced white bread spread with butter or margarine and covered it with hundreds and thousands are hundreds and thousands served at children's parties in Australia and New Zealand. Oh, it's just like oh, sprinkles. It's Australian. Hmm. It's, it's Australian, so. Yeah. That's interesting. So I guess it's just like making a dessert out of white bread. Okay. Well, they make her that for her birthday and they present it to her and she loves it. And she's like, oh my God. And then she just hopes that James gives her a little kiss. Fuck James. I know. He's not going to give her a little kiss, which, you know what? Fuck that guy. You don't need him, Elizabeth. You don't need him. But uh, Captain Lee at dinner asks the main primaries, Jackie and David, for advice on coping with the loss of his son. And they ask, like, how did he get into drugs? And he's like, you know, he had demons that we couldn't fix and that his wife isn't doing well because he was the only product of him and his wife, which I did not know. And that is fucking devastating. To lose your only son. Jesus fucking Christ. I guess Marianne's only son, not Captain Lee's only son or yeah, child. Four, four more. So Captain Lee said, so, okay, it gets very emotional and very heavy. And Captain Lee gets up because it starts to hit him. And he's like, I just need a minute. And then he like walks out back into the bridge and like is like kind of getting emotional and kind of maybe possibly crying. We can't see. We can just hear him. And he's like, pull yourself together, pull yourself together. And then he says that he he's learning skills to cope with his sadness. And he really wants to use these skills to help his wife and his family because he needs to be strong for them. So he goes back out and he's like, thank you for your help and your advice. And like, thanks them. And he's like, sorry, I had to leave. I just needed a minute. And they're very nice to him. And I thought that was very, that was a very sweet moment uh, with a bunch of scary white people. So this is where Ash is staying up to take care of the sons who want to drink all night and they're ugh, they're really grossed. And one of them wants to go to the jacuzzi, but Ash tells him it's out of order and it's draining. But he goes up and sees it full, then asks for more alcohol. And Ash says she can't serve him anymore. And then he like drunk rambles. He's like, I want you guys to have fun. Like, I'll do the work and you guys enjoy yourself. Like, I'll make breakfast and you guys enjoy yourself. This is your vacation. And then he goes to bed. And that's where the episode ends. And uh, I think he's very lucky he did not fall off board. And James, meanwhile, is standing there doing fuck all. James is just making sure he doesn't go in the tender, I guess. Right. But he didn't. If you watch it, he is like not actually doing it. He's just standing. He like not is not really helping, in my opinion. He's just so that's like how I'd be. He just kind of. St- yeah. Think, oh, okay. Here, yeah. let me give okay. you a push. <laughs> what? Whoops. Oh, you would kill someone. Oh, my God. Look, he's in the water. I am going to wait 10 minutes and alert the captain. So that your your move would be let him go. Let him do him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why? I probably would have called his mother. 
I would have called his mother back, Jackie, get up here. Your son is out of control. <sighs> and what would you have done, Eric? I would have been like, look in the water. There's like a new, I don't know, there's like an Apple Watch. Or there's like a, there's like a new, like, whatever the new thing is. And he'd be like, uh. All right. Is it time for Boat Facts with Nikki T's? I guess. It's time for Boat Facts with Nikki T's. Okay, guys. This type of boat could also be used as an icebreaker or a salvage boat. And many of this type of boat have firefighting monitors, allowing them to assist in firefighting. This type of boat is mainly for one thing, but it could be used as icebreaker, salvage boat, or even a firefighting boat. What boat am I? It's a type of boat, uh, a... A tugboat? Yeah! Yeah, of course, Eddie is a tugboat captain in the uh, harbor in Baltimore. And uh, we often make fun of him because it's a hilarious type of boat to specialize in. But there are more things that a tugboat can do than just tugboats. How many tugs could a tugboat tug if a tugboat didn't only tug boats? Well, Three. Back to you. Wow, that was a total guess because that's the only boat I know that's like the working boat. Mm-hmm. I guess also uh, the ones that carry all those shipping containers. What are those ones called? Cargo ships. Cargo ship. There you go. A little bit about the harbor variant of tugboats. Compared to seagoing tugboats, harbor tugboats are generally smaller and their width to length ratio is often higher due to the need for a lower draft. In smaller harbors, these are often also termed lunch bucket boats. I think we should call Ed a lunch bucket bosun. Okay, lunch bucket bosun. Yeah, I like L-B-B. that a lot. Yeah, because they're only manned when needed and only at a minimum. Thus, the crew will bring their own lunch with them. That's oh. why they call it lunch bucket bosun. LBB. Yeah, LBB. LBB Eddie. There you go. Hell yeah. All right. Well, uh, Eric, tell people uh, where they can find you, follow you, and and check out the work you're doing with No Olympics LA. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you can check out noolympicsla.com slash locks to check out our new campaign, uh, Locks on My Block, which is an anti-displacement uh, organizing tool. We're fighting back against illegal Airbnbs uh, in Los Angeles. Um, there are many, many thousands of illegal Airbnbs in uh, Los Angeles and many cities that are evicting and displacing residents and creating illegal Airbnb hotels. And we've created a tool where you can report illegal Airbnbs in your neighborhood. And you can learn more again, noolympicsla.com slash locks. I also play in some bands, Young Jesus and Ian Sweet are the two bands. And yeah, so that's the stuff I've been doing recently. Cool. Is there any like social platforms they can follow you on? Find me on Instagram, olive underscore oil underscore infuser. And then Twitter, it's at fuck LA 28. 28? Uh, Yeah, LA 28, like the Olympics. Ah, yes. Queen, thank you. All right. Go follow Eric. If you live in LA area, uh, you can learn more about No Olympics LA and this illegal Airbnb be shit that's going on which i was not fully aware of until now uh all right and you could follow me at anna hostnier 
Uh, Nick's at Nick's Turner's. Uh, we're at Deckheads Pod at Deckheads Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us at deckheadspod at gmail.com. Um, leave us a five star review if you feel so inclined. Thank you so much, everybody. We are all going to climb into this tiny little boat and get the hell out of here. Good night and good luck. Deckheads is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast.